I hope you're ready. Here comes some hot takes, some smack talk, and some absolute nonsense. It's season four. Welcome to the Joint Practices Podcast. With your host, Sean Lamont. I was waiting for woo, 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 caddy, woo. Steve Knox. No, but I'm going to tell Elijah to go masturbate with maple syrup tonight. Let me know how that goes for you. And Elijah Arnold. Here we go, kid. Time to shine. Clamor slammers. And that's not what it said. I'm going to tell you a worse story than that right now. <laughs> I literally poured milk onto my testicles. Yo! Welcome back to the Joint Practices Podcast. This is the podcast for fans. Bye, fans. That's fans like me. I'm your host, Sean Lamont, on Twitter, at 11thegoat. Tonight, episode 169. Giggity, giggity. Nice. Week one is in the books. And I know I had a good weekend. I know it was a good weekend for football in my house. Unfortunately for my co-host on the Twitter bird, at the Knox says... Wasn't as pretty for his Vikings, and if you hold on just a second, I believe the Vikings just false started once again. Soup. What a time to be alive. Classic Vikings, am I right? Jesus Christmas. Before we get going, I know I just alluded to the fact that the Vikings unfortunately did lose week one. I wanted to bring up a tweet not a tweet, a text message you sent to the Joint Practices Podcast group chat before any games were played from which you said, hold on, hold on, should have had this prepared. Happy Football Sunday to you and yours. Enjoy the inevitable Eagles-Falcons tie. I was waiting. I had my finger on send because I swear to God, I thought we were getting a Bengals-Vikings tie, and I was going to be so excited. Yeah, I mean, I guess I should have expected the Bengals to come closer with a tie there. They usually seem to be the team that's uh, involved in the ties. Uh, I'm also very upset after listening to last week's episode that neither one of us Pick the soda over the natty in the pick'em. Uh, big swing and a miss by both of us. <laughs> Got him. Got him. Got him. It's going to be a fun night because, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of multiple occasions, guess what? Studs and Duds is back. We are going to recap the week one games. We are going to preview the week two games. Of course, we're going to do the pick'em guy. Relax. But we are going to throw a little wrench in our normal format because this year, when we do our team recaps, we're going to do players of the game for our teams on offense and defense instead of plays of the week. Sorry, Elijah. No more plays of the week. Having a good time. Trying to fit everything into one episode this year. Keep it simple for you guys. Nobody wants to listen to us talk for 90 minutes. Not even our families. Soupy doopy. You want to start with the good, the bad, or the ugly? I mean, we're going with the bad and the ugly. If We're going to start with the Minnesota Vikings game. <laughs> Minnesota falls to the Bengals 27-24 in overtime. And I do believe this was the first game in NFL history that... Uh, what was it? The game tying kick happened with zero 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 on the clock, and the game winning kick in overtime happened with zero 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 on the clock. Is that is that true? I, I don't know. I believe I did read that. That's uh, it's pretty crazy. Although I thought it was, I know. I know you mentioned last week if you know if they lose this game, there's 16 more. You know, we move on. It's not the end of the world. There was some kind of good to take out of this as, you know, the Vikings displayed a decent kicking game. Yeah. Well, you love to see, you know, you get through week one without missing a kick. That is very important. Um, I know you tagged me in that woman ranting about the whole game, uh, that video. I had actually saw that uh, on Sunday evening after I got home from work. Uh 
really funny, but yeah, imagine being Greg Joseph. Imagine being this poor bastard. Like, <laughs> I, I, I know he came through in the clutch, man. That's yeah, that's all that big time kick, and he he nailed it. So you know, that's something to look forward to. Something not to look forward to. Man, that offensive line is brutal. Yeah, uh, I mentioned, you know, a couple of things last week. Uh, I didn't want to see sloppy play, and that's pretty much all we got uh, in this game. Uh, penalties galore, and I am so absolutely frustrated watching the NFL week one. Going into the Monday night game, there were 50 holding penalties across the league. 50 in one week. You know how many how many there were last season in week one? 23. 19. Damn, that's close. Pretty close. But it, it's absolutely insane. Like, what are we doing? Never mind the fact that, you know, once you get down to it, the penalties, ridiculous. The preparation, terrible. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of coaching issues that they're uh, – that are coming to light uh, after this game. Some of the play calling, like I don't, I don't understand it. You know, we've seen it a million times. Kirk Cousins in the play action game, they barely used it, barely utilized it. Like, doesn't make any sense at all. And I think you know, when you're chasing the game, still end up giving the ball to Dalvin Cook twenty times. That's pretty good, but. Listen, the Vikings aren't going to win a lot of games when Kirk Cousins has to throw the ball 50 times, even if it is in overtime. Um, So crappy play calling, bad preparation. Coaching staff's really going to get these guys under control. I can't wait for Christian Derrissaw to get out there and relieve Rashad Hill of his duties because, man, he did not look good at all. I said he could be good, he could be really bad, and it was really bad. So... (laughs) Not fun. And then on top of that, another frustration with these referees is what is going on with instant replay? Like they, this new system, they just consistently get it wrong. I don't understand it. I saw it four or five times throughout all these games that I watched. And like, I just don't, I don't know what they're looking at. It, it doesn't make any sense. Like Dalvin Cook clearly down. The Damian Harris fumble in the Patriots game, his ass is on the ground before the ball comes out. How was that a fumble? I, I just doesn't it doesn't make any sense. It, it's really frustrating. I don't know what they changed, and we're just like, yeah, whatever. Yep, we didn't see anything. Turn it over. This is yeah, man. It's for the Vikings game. Before I go anywhere else, it. When you have four penalties on your first drive, three of them being false starts, that's you know that's setting the the wrong tone. And like I wrote, I wrote down a question that I wanted to ask you on here, because I mean you kind of alluded it alluded to it already, but I wrote down, are they just being overwhelmed up front? That's why they're jumping, or are they that underprepared? You know, for week one. I brought this up last week when I said Kirk Cousins. And the starting offensive line had like five or six series all preseason. That's not enough preparation in like real time game time. You can practice all you want, but when the other team is lined up across from you and they want to, you know, deal pain to you, you're, I mean, it's a completely different animal at that point. So, yeah, I think they're completely underprepared. And this is going to be a huge wake-up call for them. We'll see if they can clean it up. But, um, yeah, difficult to, difficult to watch because, honestly, other than the penalties, for the most part, like, the offense played pretty well and playing well from behind at, at that. So it's a uh, – I don't know. You take the good, take the bad, take them both, and there you have my opening statement. There you go. Sit, boo-boo, sit. The last thing I will say is the offense, while the offensive line was uh, less than stellar, there were, I charted four throws from Kirk Cousins where I swear to God he was trying to get someone murdered. (laughs) Some of those, you know, back foot 
heave ups because he's about to get crushed. Oh man, there was some. Every time I was like, oh my god, that guy's gonna die. We gotta limit the hospital balls, Kurt. Gotta limit them. Also, what should be limited? Dalvin Cook, man, he when he's running towards the sideline, he has got to be just a tad more alert, aware of his surroundings because he took what I thought were three or four unnecessary shots on the sideline where he could have just stepped out. Like, that extra half yard isn't worth the shot you're taking to your melon, bro. Like, he was getting launched off his feet on some of those sideline hits. It's a long season, man. In week one, take the 20-yard gain and then get out of bounds. 21 yards ain't worth the concussion. Maybe and that's true. my opening statement. Um, from the defensive side of the ball, though, you know, I talked about them wanting to get pressure on Joe Burrow, and I thought they did a pretty good job. Um, had seven hits on Burrow, five sacks, um, which, Jesus, five sacks in a week, that's record-breaking compared to last year. Uh, <laughs> just, you love to see it gives a little bit of an opportunity, you know, for the secondary to try and make some plays, which they didn't really make a lot of, uh, I think two pass defenses, like all game long. Rashad Breeland looked like absolute horse shit. So great pickup there in the off season. But yeah, other than that, I mean, at least that front four is getting some pressure. Michael Pierce first start as a Viking ends up with two sacks and, uh, Hell, if we want to go and check out my players of the game for the Vikings on defense, speaking of the defense, Eric Kendricks leads the NFL in tackles. 15 tackles, seven Jesus. solo tackles in the first game. Uh, so he had a hell of a game, a guy we missed very much uh, after he got injured last year. So nice to see. Again, no Anthony Barr this week. So that that was kind of a stinker. But um, And I, I do think that... Uh, you know, for as much crap as everybody gives Kirk Cousins, and they always seem to want to pile on him uh, whenever there's, you know, a Vikings loss, I think he was a bright spot uh, for the offense this week. 36 of 49, 351, two touchdowns, doesn't turn the ball over. That's exactly what you want to see. Just, you know, limit the mistakes, limit turnovers. You get some some big chunk plays. You get a one, two, three, four guys with a long catches over twenty five yards. So, yeah, that's that's what this offense should be predicated on. And if Cousins can, you know, not turn the ball over even when he is being pressured and getting sacked three times in the game, you know, it's uh, <laughs> getting knocked on his ass ten times. Like, yeah, he he did a pretty good job. That's really what we want to see. All right. Let's get funky. Let's get weird. Hey. It doesn't feel like I say... Ooh, let's start over. It doesn't feel like I had the opportunity to say this very often last season. The Philadelphia Eagles won a football game, folks. It's a new day. Yes, it is. Holy cow. Not just a win, a convincing win. The Eagles defeat the Atlanta Falcons on the road, 32 to 6. And I'm just sitting here, you know, I've watched this game twice now. Is the Philadelphia Eagles offense fun again? Like, is this 2017 Doug Peterson feeling? I think it is. Nick Sirianni coached his ass off. This team was prepared. They were fun. And they literally used everybody to their strengths. Jalen Hurts, Jalen Rager, Devontae Smith, even Kenny Gainwell. The youth movement is here! I, for one, am going to be big on the youth movement all year. I've never understood that you have to have older players. You have to have the veteran wide receiver in this group. Why? That veteran receiver would come in and take snaps away from Rager, take snaps away from Smith. I was a little... Shocked they didn't bring up Jordan Howard from the practice squad. And holy hell am I glad they didn't. Boston Scott didn't even play a snap. None. 
It was all Gainwell and Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders played good, played well, rushed over 100 yards. Both tight ends played well. Dallas Goddard is showing why he should be signed to an extension, and Zach Ertz showed that he can still play football in the American Football League. American Football League? Yes, the American Football League. From 1960? Yes, back then, with the blonde hair. The game wasn't all roses and turd bogs. It did start off a little shaky because there was crazy false start penalties. Sound familiar, Steve? A lot. And also, they kept calling defensive holding on run plays, which was wild to me. Weird, but, you know, what happens, it happens. But they did turn it around. The second half, they were much better. The adjustments seemed to have been made. And when it comes down to it, Sirianni outcoached Arthur Smith. We talked about the battle of the two rookie head coaches. And Sirianni got the best of this game. The game started, like, with Atlanta... Atlanta drove the ball down in the red zone twice and came out with six points. Like this whole Matt Ryan can't score in the red zone against the Eagles thing is like a real thing. Now it's gotta be, this is like what four or five games in a row. Now he can't score in the red zone. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. The defense at first couldn't stop the run. It's like the old JPP saying, trying to stop a fart with a screen door. And they were running with Cordero Patterson, too. That was the other thing that was chapping my ass. I was like, this guy's not even a real running back. Let's go. Somebody that play. Was like, are they that low on Mike Davis that they were like, hey, Cordero Patterson's our guy? Like, I was so baffled by the that... fact that, I mean, it was only, I think Patterson only had like seven carries in the game, but. And they're on was... the first half. Yeah, it was like, what? Like, what He was gashing them, too. They ran. Yeah, they, you know, yeah, he was. He, he averaged outside eight yards zone it was, it to was Cordero so Patterson silly. on third and nine, and he converted. Um, what I was literally said, <laughs> okay, it's same thing as last year, huh? We're just gonna do this. <laughs> but, all right, but then I don't know. It's like Arthur Smith tried to outsmart himself because they got away from the run, and after that. They only had one play after those first two drives. Only one play was snapped inside Eagles territory the rest of the game. And that play resulted in an intentional grounding call on Matt Ryan, which, you know, when the play took place, looked like a sack fumble recovered by the Eagles. Whatever, I'll take the intentional grounding in the punt. I was very, very excited to watch this whole game. And when I watched it the second time, I felt the exact same way, like, do I think this team is going to go on uh, this huge run and win the Super Bowl? I don't know. Probably not. But for the first time in a very long time, watching the Eagles play football was fun. And just like Steve said about the Vikings, you know, they lost week one. It's week one. There's a long season ahead. You, I can't take too much from one game. But what I can take is there's hope. Like, we, we have talked about in years past that, you know, not last year because the team sucked, but before that, you know, when you see your schedule and you play games, you know, good teams beat up bad teams. And the Eagles could have very easily won this game, you know, 17 to 6 and, you know, squeaked by and everybody like, oh, yeah, the Eagles won. Bad, you know, the better of the two bad teams won. No, this, this team dominated. This was an offense that showed creativity. They showed the ability to adjust. And again, they played to the players' strengths, not trying to get the players to play to what the coach wants. Just very good example of great coaching. And I'm excited to see what goes on from here on out. Again, I'm not going to take week one too much to heart, but I do believe Dallas may be the team to beat in this division because they did look pretty good, even in a loss to Tampa Bay. Mike McCarthy showing he hasn't learned anything in the National Football League by giving the ball to Tom Brady with any time left on the clock. So maybe there is hope for the Eagles. We will find out in week three because that's Eagles, Cowboys, 
game one of the season. I'm not going to jump ahead. We got the Niners this week. I just want to throw a couple of injuries out there. Ertz did leave the game a little bit with a hamstring, but he did come back and play. I don't think it's serious. The ones to worry about are J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, who's day-to-day with an ankle, and Marcus Epps, who uh, went out with a concussion. Yikes. Down a little bit in the safety department, but hopefully getting Rodney McLeod back pretty soon. So my players of the game on offense, it's got to be Jalen Hurts. I mean, he had 77% completion center, uh, percentage, 264 yards, three tutties to three. rating of 126.4. Young. I will take it to tack on 62 rush yards. He had a command of the offense. It was impressive. He handled pressure well. I wish I had that tweet in front of me about his uh, pressure percentage. Like when under pressure, I think he was a nine of eleven passing. I love to see it. You could, you know, I was not a fan of the draft pick. I made that perfectly clear. It created a controversy. But this year, Jalen Hurts is the quarterback, and you know what? He's the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. So we riding and are dying with Jalen Hurts now. Love what he can do with his legs. It love seems it. to be the like a big thing too in the league now is that. Anybody who can get out and extend plays, it's very beneficial to your offense. And we saw exactly what uh, what Jalen Hurts is capable of. And, I mean, you brought up again, you know, being able to beat the bad teams on your schedule is super-duper important. And, I mean, not just beat them, but they embarrass the Falcons. So this is, you know, in a, their stadium. Yeah, a great a great building block for the Eagles moving forward and again, like you mentioned, you know, are they a Super Bowl contender? Probably not. Can they contend for this division? Absolutely. Like <laughs> we've seen time and time again the way the AFC or the NFC shakes out. It's a it's a crapshoot for the most part and it comes down to how you perform against the teams in your division. So this is a, a great building uh, game for the Eagles, and I mean their confidence has to be through the roof because that was it wasn't even a game like they they just completely dominated like from start to finish for the most part. Gotta love it, gotta love it. Well, soupy doopy doopy dee. Week one is over. We will move on to week two, but before we can fully move on, we must honor those who persevered. Because it's all time, baby. Studs and duds, studs and duds. It's all time for studs and duds. Studs and duds is back, baby. Week one. You ready for this, baby? It's been a long time. It has. It's been all time, really. (laughs) Who is your first stud? (laughs) I mean, you got to give it to the man, right? Who else in the NFL could throw five touchdown passes on 148 yards passing? That's right. Jameis Winston can. Holy shit. At one point, he had four touchdown passes and only had 93 yards passing. Like, incredible. Uh, yeah. What, what a game. I think the best the part was that sure on at one point, he had... I think he was 12 of 18 for 70-something yards and three touchdowns. I was like, what is that line? What is even that line? (laughs) It's like high school football. (laughs) Oh, you know what, though? I'm going to start my studs and duds off pretty standard. And we just talked about Jalen Hurts and all the criticism that came into this game and the performance he put up. We said it before, 77% completion set percentage, 264, three tutties, 62 rush yards. Only got sacked once. No picks. He's my first stud because you know what? He, he deserves it. Uh, my second stud is Chandler Jones. Jesus Christ. Five sacks, four tackles for a loss. Uh, a hell of a game. The Cardinals made the Titans look absolutely foolish on both sides of the ball, but you talk about wanting a contract and going out and earning it. <laughs> it's a hell of a start to the year. You have five sacks in a game. Jeez. I'm... You took mine. You're welcome. That's not cool. That's okay, though, because my second one, 
I saved Chandler Jones for last. I guess I shouldn't have. My second one was Debo. Yep. Nine catches, 189 yards. Put on a show. Hope you enjoy it because he ain't doing it this week. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to go with TJ Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson. I'm going to... Jared Goof throwing 57 times in that game. Boy, that's going to be a long year in Detroit. Mm-hmm. I love how the uh, Niners took their foot off the gas and like, see, <laughs> the Lions are showing something. You want to go first on the duds? You want me to go first? Sure, I'll go first on the duds because you don't want to get into it, but I will. It's the Vikings offensive line, folks. That was... A shit show from the first not even snap. They had a false start on the first play of the game. <laughs> first play. Come on, man. I'm going to go ahead and uh, put my first dud as the the last samurai Tom Cruise lookalike Aaron Rodgers. You spend all offseason, you know, playing this game. You don't want to play for the Packers anymore. Blah, 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 blah. And then you show up week one. You go 15 for 28, throw for 133 yards and two interceptions. And then you come out for your press conference and you got that stupid slick back hair, your hair tied up in a man bun, like looking like you're waiting to go back to your dojo. Like, come on, dude. That's a bad look all around. I know he's going to tell everybody to relax and this is just one game, but the Packers look fucking awful. They looked like a team that didn't play in the preseason. Oh, wait, because they didn't. Oh. Yes, you did. All right. My next dud is going to be Brandon Ayuk because he did nothing. Like, literally nothing. Zero catches, zero yards, zero targets, zero drops, zero points in fantasy. Nothing. And he's going to do it again next week. You're going to go with Marquez Callaway, but all right. Uh, my second dud is the Dallas Cowboys coaching staff. Boom. Um, again, we'll just look at the, you know, the stats here. You paid Dak, or you paid Ezekiel Elliott a boatload of money to carry the ball eleven times in the game against the Buck. Eleven, eleven carries for thirty-three yards. I think he had like three receptions as well. Uh, no, two receptions for six yards. Great. Like, the guy had 39 total yards, and he's supposed to be one of the best backs in the league. So, play calling, poo-poo. And then, as Sean mentioned earlier, well, you leave a minute and a half for Tom Brady to march his ass down the field and kick a field goal to win the game. Like, bonehead Mike McCarthy might be the first coach who gets fired. That'd be kind of cool. Uh I, it won't happen because I want it to happen, but an all-out cowboy collapse this year would just be... After the nonsense you had, we had to sit through on Hard Knocks, I would just love to see that team just totally have all the talent and just oh, yeah, the coaching absolutely. staff yeah. just absolutely blow it. Like I, I mean, I thought that Dak looked head and shoulders above where I thought he would be at this point. But... Like and I, and I like Kellen Moore, but God, his some of his play calls they were just not good. Like I, I mean, and now you got Michael Gallup's going to be out for a couple of weeks. Like that's three to five weeks on Gallup, five weeks on Lyle Collins is their oh. starting right tackle for a PD PED suspension. Bonehead. They can't get out of their own way, and I love to see it. Yeah. All right, my last stud then. We talked about Arthur Smith struggling in his Atlanta head coaching debut, and I'm trying to decide who misses who more. Does Arthur Smith miss the Titans, or do the Titans miss Arthur Smith? Because what an atrocious offensive performance by the Titans. My last dud is Ryan Tannehill. 212 yards, touchdown, and a pick, which, whatever. But he was sacked six times with two fumbles. You got to have a little bit more awareness and know when to get rid of the ball, man. Six times in a game, that's brutal. Yeah, I don't feel so great about my 
Titans pick, really, after that performance. I, I thought they'd be way more competitive with the Cardinals. So, uh, Cardinals, a little bit see. of a surprise. But we we talked about it in the offseason. They did bring in a ton of talent. So we'll see what happens. Well, I mean, you think about it, too. There was a Julio Jones had a really boneheaded personal foul. Yes, he did. Play at one point in the game. So I don't know. Brable's got to get his guys. I think Rabel said today that that was some dumb shit to be, to quote him. Agreed. (laughs) All right, so let's go ahead and uh, transition into those Arizona Cardinals because they are hosting Minnesota Vikings this week. Minnesota starting back-to-back road games this year. Soupy Von Kloopy. What do we have to look forward to this week with that high-powered offense of the Cardinals? I uh, Jesus, I don't know. <laughs> Tell you what, if that secondary can't get their shit together, probably looking at the the Cardinals throwing up another uh, another thirty eight burger, no problem. Um, it's gonna be tough. You have to contain Kyler Murray and keep him inside the pocket, get pressure on him, and make make him make mistakes. Uh, a ton of talent at wide receiver. It's. I mean, this is going to be a, a challenge, and after you lose, um, you know, in the fashion that you did last week, certainly probably not feeling your best, and coming in on a, you know, going into Arizona against a team that just steamrolled their opponent, um, it's going to be tough. I'm, uh, I'm a bit concerned. I didn't really <laughs> want to start the season 0-2, but this is... Uh, you got to remember, though, 17 games now, right? Yeah, I, I know, but also there's a guy on the other side of the ball named Chandler Jones who had five sacks in one <laughs> game. You saw the way that the offensive line for the Vikings played in this last game. So, boy, oh, boy, we could be in for a long day in Arizona. Yeah, could be a long day. And, you know, what's annoying is the – you know what the percentage is of teams that make the playoffs after going 0-2? I hate that conversation yeah. every year. Yeah, well, this is a pivotal they've game. Never, they've never seen it in a 17-week season. <laughs> uh, either pivotal, way. Pivotal game. We didn't, we, I didn't, we didn't even mention uh, Adam Thielen's performance in the game this week. He looked like vintage Adam Thielen, and uh, very important that that happens because I think a lot of teams are going to hone in on Justin Jefferson this year after his breakout rookie season. So consistency from, uh, from Thielen is crucial. And I mean, they're going to need it now. They're already down one, uh, one weapon, Irv Smith. Uh, Obviously you want to establish a run with Dalvin cook, but if you go down early because your defense isn't playing well, that's, not always an option so they're gonna have to try to uh clearly control the clock in this game to have any success because they don't want to just let kyler murray throw the ball all over the all over the place to christian kirk and deandre hopkins like they did last week uh it seems like they might have an easy time doing so yeah vikings o-line is going to need maybe some an extra man in, keep that tight end in, you know, maybe we could try, what was that called? Uh, uh, rolling the quarterback out. I think, I think they'd, they have some previous success with that. They might want to try that again. I don't know. I, I'm not a coach. Yeah, exactly. Play action <laughs> pass, get the bootleg get cousins outside of the pocket. And, uh, I mean, there's a bunch of plays like Clint needs to be aware that, those are the things that, and especially once you, once you get into like the second and long situations, like you need those types of plays to get five yards, make it third and three, make it third and four, like third and manageable, very important. Keep the ball moving and out of the hands of Kyler Murray. It's like all you want to do is just keep their offense on the sideline as much as possible. Amen to that. Well, the Eagles don't have to worry about the 0-2 thing, but they do have to worry about the 2-0 thing because it may happen. It may not. But you know what? Win or lose against the 49ers at home, it's just 
it's a whole different feeling this year. I can't really explain it other than like if they're competitive and you know it's a well coached game, win or lose, it's it's a good feeling. And if they are able to win or even compete like right up to the end, it's gonna set a tone going forward that you know this ain't the team everybody thought they were. They're, this is actually a team that's playing football at a high level and it's wonderful. And even though Colin Coward isn't paying attention, wants to make statements about guys that were almost cut and traded coming back this year, (laughs) ding dong. Well, they got Andre Dillard back. Yeah, and he lost his job to a guy that hadn't put a helmet on three years ago. Speaking of that, (laughs) Jordan Mailata with the bag. A four-year extension, 60 million, 40 guaranteed, up to 80 million in incentives. Give the Australian the bag. Good for you. But key to this game. Come on. There's two keys to this game. It's Jalen Hurts and this youth movement. Can this fun offensive success continue, right? Kyle Shanahan, he's a hell of a coach. He does some crazy things with not the best talent and gets results. I think there's a lot of talent in Philadelphia. And if Nick Sirianni can take this kind of Kyle shanahan route where he's just putting guys constantly in position to succeed. We're going to see some big numbers from the Eagles this year. Will it always translate to wins? Maybe, maybe not. But if you've been listening to the show for quite a while, you know I'm not really sold on San Francisco yet. Like, I was very low on them in the offseason. I've stated multiple times I like Kyle Shanahan. I don't trust Jimmy G. And I sure as fuck don't trust a two-quarterback system. That shit doesn't work. It causes friction. I mean, they stuck friggin' Trey Lance in there to throw a touchdown, <laughs> took that away from Jimmy G. I'm sure he just loved that. Second key to the game, the Eagles' ability to stop the run. If they start like they did last week, Kyle Shanahan won't pull his foot off the pedal. He's not going to just say, oh, we're doing so good running the ball. Let's try to throw it 50 times. No, he's going to run the ball down their throat. And if that happens, the offense will need to score points on every damn drive because they won't get many of them. Literally, the key to this game is the D-line continuing what they started last week. They need to stuff the line of scrimmage and then contain the pocket and force Jimmy G to make a mistake. We got some actual people in the secondary this year. It's kind of exciting. Slay, Steven Nelson, Maddox is back in the slot where he belongs. We got Anthony Harris, who played well, had a really awesome pass breakup that was called pass interference, and it was one of the stupidest calls I've ever seen. It was so well defended. Ladies and gentlemen, the 49ers coming to Philadelphia, and I expect one hell. I originally thought this was going to be a blowout before the season started. I said the 49ers are going to wax them. Now I'm not so sure. I think this is a game the Eagles have a chance to win. They have a chance. There have been games where we look at, like, even the Vikings. We'll look at it and be like, the Vikings don't have a chance to win this. The Eagles are not winning this football game. This is one of those games where the 49ers are this highly touted team, and there's still a route where the Eagles can win this game. Very excited. Before we get to the pick I would just like to say soup. How awesome is it to see Devontae Smith score a touchdown in an Eagles uniform, baby? <laughs> I mean, he looks like the real deal. I think that's, you know, my big takeaway from week one was the success of Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddell. Because, you know, and even Mac Jones, really, to a point. Like, I, I thought he played a really good game uh, for the Patriots. But like those Alabama players, and they didn't really have a lot of competition for the most part until you get into the the playoffs. Playoffs. Um, but I mean, for the most part, it was literally Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddle, like one of them just running away from defenders and just easy pass from Mac Jones for touchdown. So see these guys look like they belong. Uh, it's very promising, you know, for their future, but. Yeah, I mean, Vonta Smith and if Jalen Rager continues with the type of game he had to, like they got some real, you know, uh, just 
huge Fun, right <laughs> off, yeah like huge <laughs> offensive potential um and could be one of those explosive offenses and hell with Jalen Hurts there too like if he's gonna play the way he did last week and just throw three touchdowns every single week then they got a chance sign me up well let's get to the pick'em Hey, pick em, that's the name of the game. Snatching winners every week like a turnover chain. Uh, picking spreads over under long shots. Ha! You know we got it cause our bank rolls on top. Ladies and gentlemen, week two of the pick em is here. We have a quick week one recap as I went two and two. Steve went two and two. Madden went three and one. We do have a couple notables this week. Uh, Steve took the Chiefs over the Browns 32-27, to and the Chiefs did win 33-29. to Right there, Soupy. You had, Almost. A, you had a beat on that one. Starting it off right. But you weren't the best because SG, uh, SG1 Sports, with their Madden simulation, had the Bengals beating the Vikings by a score of 24. Whoops. 27 to 24. And that is a bingo bango ready to go go dead nuts. We talked about how freaking fucking course. <laughs> we just one. talked about this. Jesus that they Christ. always get it closer. You know, every now and then they hit one. Week one. Boom. You know what'd be interesting? I should go the through game and sucks too. It's, I should see what other sense. ones they got. Because we only did the one, you know, the games yeah, we right? picked. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure they, they were fucking right near some of these other ones too. No, I was going to say, I made my picks earlier today, except for your game of the week, which I'll find out in a minute. But the other ones, I made my picks, and I went, and I was like, maybe I should go see what SG1 Sports thinks first. (laughs) (laughs) But we'll get right into it. Week two, pick them this week. Why don't we go ahead and start with the Eagles hosting the Niners. Looks like the Niners are a road favorite, three and a half points. No love for the birds. Home dogs again. SG1 Sports says Niners 21 to 17. I should so state take that the, the Niners over, from the points, apparently. <laughs> over under is 50. 21 17. I think 49ers do eventually win this game. But I want to see points. So I'm going to say 31 to 27. Eagles get a touchdown late to close the gap, but it's just too much. Oh, yeah. Give me what the fuck just happened. I have no idea. Everything. Oh, my thing just went way, 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 way. Um, I'm also going to take the 49ers. Uh, I don't think it's going to be that high scoring game. Uh, even though both teams put up a lot of points week one. I think we'll throw our feelers out here a little bit more and have a, a closer game. Uh, I'm going to say 49ers win 24 to 19. 19. I don't like the sounds of that. All right. Okie dokie. Okay. All right. Here we go. I don't like the sounds of 19, Steve. I think you got to change that. (laughs) (laughs) Birds win 24-19. Okay, now I like it. (laughs) All right. The Vikings on the road again, as we stated, at Arizona facing the Cardinals. Cardinals four-point favorite over under 51. SG1 Sports has the Vikings playing in overtime for the second week in a row. Winning 22-19. Well, SG1 Sports is nuts, and so am I. I'm picking the Vikings. Uh, 23-21. I'm going reverse jinx for you, Steve. I think the Cardinals are zooming. They're running on all cylinders, and that defense is just going to be too much for the Vikings' offensive line. The Cardinals in a route, 34-17. Sorry, Steve. Probably right, but I can't root for them to go on to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll have the Dallas Cowboys at the Los Angeles Chargeros. This is my game of the week. Chargers are a three-point favorite at home, 55 over under. 
SG1 Sports Madden Simulation has the route. Dallas, 45-21. to 21. Woof. Talking about reverse jinxes, right? Let's try it. I'm going to take the Cowboys to win 28-23. I will also pick the Cowboys here. Mostly because I think they're actually going to win the game. Um, I do too, and I hate it. I'll take them (laughs) 27-23. But I did pick the Chargers to only lose two games all year, so here's one of them. (laughs) (laughs) All right. you guys play the AFC West this year? Um, I think we do because we have to play the Chiefs. All right. Well, here we go. Yeah, we do play the Chargers. All right. And there's the other one. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Soupy, what's your game of the week? Uh, my game of the week, the Kansas City Chiefs, after that pretty scary game they played there with the Cleveland Browns where the Browns just browned themselves uh, late in the game uh, going to Baltimore to play the Ravens who just got stunned by the uh, Las Vegas Raiders on Monday Night Football so no current line or over under in this game right now but um, boy I really feel like the Ravens you know kind of I mean They've, they've been, you know, just snake bitten by injury uh, without a doubt. And I think those injuries really showed up uh, tonight. Still played a hell of a game, but I have to pick the Chiefs here. Uh, I'll pick the Chiefs to win 31-25. Oh, okay. Okay. I also have the Chiefs. Winning this game, but I'm going to go 36 22. It's what I wrote down earlier. I'm going to stick with it because it's a weird score. And lately, they all seem to be weird freaking scores. So it is what it is. A lot of people out there missing field goals and extra points, like Greg Zerline. I don't know. I don't know if you ever heard of him, but. And that was bad. <laughs> that, was the, that was the difference. It, it was a lot of difference. <laughs> Could have been seven more points. Wild, man. Wild. We in the books, and that's going to do it. I think that's all we got for this week. Hopefully, it's another exciting week. Win or lose, hopefully, it's enjoyable football. I like to get excited. I like to yell at the TV. I like to be happy. I like to be mad. I like to be sad. No, I don't. I like competitive <laughs> football, okay? And last week, we got competitive football. We got NAS whooping. And, you know, there were some great games on TV. Liked it. I'd like how to see about, that continue this week. How about those Bills losing? That was uh, that was interesting. It was interesting. Did at not home. expect that at all. Nope. But, you know, as we said, we're not going to take too much off week one. We'll see what they build upon. See what we look believe, like going forward. I do believe the underdogs won 11 of 16 games this week. I did see something about that. Pretty crazy. I also saw a lot of road teams won too. Which is amazing because we saw last year the road teams won more than the home teams. Probably had a lot to do with the fact there's no fans in the stands. But now, you know, full capacity for the most part. And uh hasn't seemed to change anything. True. That uh, Cincinnati Stadium was a rockin'. They were loud. There was, there was a lot of purple in the stands too, though. There was. It's not far from Minnesota there to Cincinnati. So, all right, Soup, you got any final thoughts? Uh, didn't Saints just pay Marshawn Lattimore a hundred million dollars? They paid him a lot of money, really. I he got yeah, the bag, yeah. I get it, you know, kind of, kind of good, but you're gonna pay a hundred million to a guy playing the secondary. Okay, all right, we'll see. I think they got a lot. Bigger problems on that team right now, but well, we'll see. My final thought is if you could have the chance to go on the twitterbear.com, I want you to look up Little Bow Wow, the musician. I think he goes by just Bow Wow now, whatever. He's not Lil anymore. You I should mean, see. He's still Lil. He's just older. <laughs> you should see his uh, rant. He posted a little video complaining about <laughs> the Atlanta. And their performance, 
he's like, he said something to the effect of, man, you got the Eagles fans taking over our stadium, doing this little flying thing, whatever little chant song they do there. And fucking embarrassing. Cry, Eagles cry, right? That's what I'm saying, baby. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. Don't be a douche. Go get vaccinated. It's free, and there's no chip, and it's FDA approved, so you're out of excuses. Save your friends and family. Save yourself. Do what's the right for your people. Goodbye. Also, uh, did the rapper Nelly get a McDonald's meal? Who am I? Who am I to say? Uh, congratulations, Cornell Haynes. Really, really killing it in 2021. Thank you for listening to our show. Follow us on Twitter at Joint Practices. I'm at Eleven the Goat. Steve is at the Knox. Says, send us a tweet with the hashtag Football is Back. Let us know you're listening. If you want to join us, just send us an email, jointpracticespod at gmail.com. We'll have you on our show. Literally, anybody who's listening who wants to come on our show, we do not say no. And wherever you're listening, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, tune in. Make sure to like. Subscribe, rate, review, share it wherever you can share it. And uh, we'll see you back here for what has happened in week two. Can't wait. Shout out to Granny Larson. All day, all long. Flag was fly, baby. Skull Vikings. We out. That's that first stop. I'll let you say that guy's name because you like to say Kaboom! it. Hill. Granny Larson, I'm sure she'd love to hear it. So yeah, she'll love all the swear words and dank jokes. It'll be great. Join, 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 join